0: Dragon Radio I'm here with my very special guest today she's a very young and talented author and we're talking a little bit before the show and I'm gonna have her pronounce her name because I can't get it right today so if you can my darling
1: hi everyone my name is Sholie Bannerly
0: yeah see I would never get that in a million years so. <laughs> <laughs> but You're 19 years old. You have this wonderful book out. It's called Something. What inspired you to write this?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me, Melissa. I really appreciate this opportunity to talk about my book and the greater good. My novel, its most prominent theme is mental health, and what inspired me to write it is when I was – in high school, when I just got into high school, when I was 14 years old, I noticed that there were a lot of people around me succumbing to the pressure of school or they were having family problems. That and that was like nothing I experienced because fortunately, I come from a great family and I have a great support system. But some of these people didn't. And so I thought that, hey, I have always loved writing. I've written poetry. I've written other stories my entire life. So why not bring light to this issue in the way that I knew best, which is writing? Mm
0: -hmm. Now, that's a wonderful thing because I can tell you growing up in my family situation and in my high school, this is 20-some years ago, suicide and depression and stuff with kids was escalating back then. Now it's astronomical what we're seeing.
1: Yeah, you're so right. And I mean, it's absolutely heartbreaking. I, again, I'm not a therapist or a doctor, but I thought, why not do what I know best, which is writing? And I really want these people to be able to understand that it's okay not to be okay. And you're mm-hmm. so right. The suicide and mental illness rates are off the charts right now. So I hope that my novel will help facilitate this conversation.
0: Well, it's great because May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So it's great to have you on the show right now. I wish we could have done this earlier in the month to have it dedicated for the month. But at the same time, we need to be able to talk about this. I mean, neither one of us is a licensed anything for mental health, but we will advocate for it. Because there has to be change.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to not have any of these debilitating mental health issues. So I think what's best, what I can do is help other people get through it and help other people get the help they need.
0: Right, and help does not mean you have to go to a doctor. Help can be talking to your best friend opening up to someone you trust a teacher uh, sometimes a doctor a best friend a sibling a cousin talking about what's going on is the first step to one admitting you have a problem and two getting help to move past it if we keep these things inside you're never going to get better
1: yeah, you're so right, Melissa. I and mean, that, that is true. That is one of the biggest misconceptions. It, getting help does not mean that you necessarily have to get a doctor. It can definitely mean just talking to your friends or someone you're comfortable with um, about what's troubling you.
0: Right. It, it, we have so many resources. Okay, Facebook is a great place because you have support groups in Facebook. No one's there to judge you if you're in the right group.
1: Yeah, definitely. You will find your people.
0: Mm -hmm. And sometimes having a group of people, your village, let's call this a village, because no one suffers from mental illness alone. There's thousands of people worldwide, even millions. I don't know. I don't know the statistics. Um, But there are groups. And sometimes talking to a group you find you're not alone. It's okay to be not okay, but you're not alone.
1: Yeah, definitely. You have to really know yourself and know when something is wrong, when you don't feel like yourself or you know, when something feels off and when you said when you say it's okay not to be okay, I couldn't agree more. You shouldn't always be expected to keep this facade that you're happy all the time and that everything is wonderful and swell and great when it's really not, especially in this time during this pandemic.
0: Exactly. You don't have to put on that face, go, oh, I'm smiley today, so I'm happy. No, you don't have to do that. I mean, I've done it for years, put on this fake smile and pretend to be okay. It wasn't until I found hope to find out what was wrong, that I was able to really start smiling for the first time.
1: Yeah, and I can confidently say that it's, I don't know your, your specific situation, but for it's not always easy getting help, but it's always worth it, I
0: would say. Oh, it is. To say, hey, I don't know what's wrong with me is the hardest word you'll ever say or I need help. Those are the hardest (laughs) words that people will say, but it's so worth it. You don't have to suffer alone, and you don't have to suffer.
1: Yeah, exactly. There is always someone willing to open their doors and arms to help you, and that is a beautiful thing, and no, it may not be easy. In fact, as you mentioned, it will probably be the hardest conversation you have, but it's always worth it when you realize that not everything has to be terrible all the time.
0: Exactly. I mean, I was just talking to – this transcends decades. But I was just talking to a author, I think it was last month or so. He just wrote a book on – young person, they were 17 years old, took their own life 40-some years ago. This is well before social media. This is well before anything. And he wrote a book about their life, their experiences. Then he has one that was for the early 90s. Anyone that grew up in the 90s when social media was in its infancy, there was a group back then of kids getting together, talking about the bad things in their life. One, unfortunately, took his own life, but the other three that became really good friends were able to move past it because they got help from each other.
1: Wow, well, that is an incredible story. First of all, it's really tragic that one of the members did end up taking his own life, but I am glad and relieved that the others were able to find find uh support within themselves within their own group.
0: Yes. I mean, it is possible. I mean, it's not going to be an overnight thing. It's not going to be especially if you're living at home and whatever the problem is is stemming from home, it's not going to be an overnight fix. You're going to have to stick it out until you're 18. Or unfortunately, get the government involved, and that could be yeah, and several different agencies, but there is help
1: yeah, definitely, and when you say that it can take a long time, I definitely agree i there, there have been people that have been in therapy their whole life and that have been on medication for their whole life and mm-hmm that is fine, that is okay, there is nothing wrong with that. For some people it might mean just managing the illness and not making it completely go away, but that is also okay, whatever you need to do to make yourself feel better.
0: Exactly. It's not going to be, there's no right or wrong how to get help. There's no right or wrong of how to feel better. It's based on you, the individual,
1: yeah, definitely. And that's why it's really important to have a lot of options available, which, which, is, um, which, is, which is always great and reassuring. It's, if one thing doesn't work for you, there are tons, tons, tons of other, of other options.
0: Exactly. There is, as an example, if you don't want to see, see a therapist, life coaches help tremendously if you get the right one. They're not a licensed mental health professional, but they're great to help you work through different problems.
1: Yeah, again, like that is great problem solving. A life coach can also help. And, yeah, money is a huge factor in being able to afford these people, but that's where there are are other options as well as talking to a friend or people can get you with um, with therapists that you see, see for free, like pro bono kind of therapists and life coaches. And I think that's really worth it.
0: There is also the free option. With YouTube being readily available, there's so many motivational speakers on YouTube that have podcasts out. It's not going to be one-on-one. It's not tailored to you, the individual, But if you can listen to some of their messages, then you might get the inspiration to take the next step to talk to a friend, a colleague, uh, whoever you feel comfortable with.
1: For sure, and there are um, uh, hundreds of brilliant TED Talks out there and online uh, life coaches and YouTube channels that can help you through this.
0: So while we're on the subject, you have this book. Exactly what is this following?
1: It's following uh, my main character's name is Oliya Rai, and she is an Indian Hindu who wants to be a singer, a famous singer when she's older. And she thinks she has what it takes. She is just in high school and she thinks life is so easy and she has everything and more. But she soon realizes that life isn't as straightforward as she wants it to be. And the story follows her and her experiences through happiness, sadness, and everything in between. So it's a coming-of-age young adult novel.
0: Okay. So is there going to be a sequel to this?
1: don't believe there will be a sequel
0: but i mean
1: i'm only 19 i cannot say anything yet
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay let's change subjects are you working on anything else right now
1: i i am not currently working on anything but that is that is open to question because i'm reading some great 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 literature and that's always inspiring and um I'm just jotting down random things on paper, and I'll see where it takes me. I've been getting into poetry recently. Mm -hmm. I have been writing random blurbs of thoughts and whatnot. And so, yeah, I'm going to see where that takes me.
0: Awesome. So where can our listeners find you?
1: They can find my novel on Amazon if they just type in Banner. Banerjee, my first name and last. And they can also find it on Barnes & Noble. And on Amazon, it's currently sold out, but they can still order it, and it will just ship when it's available. And they can find me on Instagram at Shoylee, my first name, underscore. And my Facebook is facebook.com slash B. Awesome.
0: See, you're everywhere, though, which is great that but- – we have authors that have multiple platforms, so we can find you anywhere. Why? Because authors yeah. like to be accessible to readers.
1: Yeah, definitely. I I try my like best to keep keep active on all of these social media platforms and whatnot. So. Oh,
0: it, I. I'm an author myself as well as a publisher. Trust me, being active on six different platforms at one time can be tedious, but it's also worth it to be able to connect with your readers.
1: Yeah, I mean, speaking from your own experience, yeah, you definitely know what all of this is like and what the whole process is. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, thank you for, thank you for promoting my uh, book and my platform.
0: Well, that's what we're here for. Authors, okay, here's the author community. Authors help authors. Most authors suffer from some type of mental illness or has been exposed to it. This is our way to work it out. This is what authors do. This is why when you find my show, I have so many self-help authors on my show or those that promote mental illness in a way to get help because it's so important to us as the author, as the publisher, and also to get readers to get help.
1: Yeah, definitely. That is that is I guess what we would call as authors, the beauty of being an author and a writer. We <laughs> get to we get to control the narrative and we get mm-hmm. to open conversations that may not have been previously talked about. And you know what? We need to give ourselves more credit, and I'm proud of (laughs) us.
0: We do need to give ourselves more credit because how many books are out there that the reader has gone back to the author and said, oh, my God, you just saved my life. I hear stories like this. I mean, I'm a fantasy author. I'm not something that writes about mental illness or something like this. But at the same time, I hear stories all the time when you pick up a book, it changes your life.
1: Yeah, and that is, that is the most beautiful. I mean, I can't even, it's ironic because we're authors, but I can't even put this into words how beautiful that feeling is. I actually got a direct message on Instagram the other day that was saying from someone that said, you have inspired me. It was this very, very long message that said, you have inspired me to get help and thank you so much for posting this and writing a book about this. And I just cried. I just thought, oh, my gosh, that is the most beautiful message I've ever received and this is why I do what I do.
0: Exactly. We get this so much as authors and the feeling that you're helping someone is a feeling like nothing else in the world. You can be yeah, having a, a bad right. day as an author. You get a message like that, and the entire world that you live in just turned around.
1: Right, and it doesn't. Like, you mentioned you're a fantasy writer, but it it doesn't matter because it that book can become someone's world. The fantasy mm-hmm. world that you've created can become someone's world, and that is just so beautiful and wholesome.
0: Exactly, you can give them an hour or day to escape to another world and sometimes that's all they they need just escape for a little bit
1: definitely and I mean that is no that is it's so hard writing fantasy and I mean that's why I haven't written it yet because I'm scared that I haven't that I won't do a good job so that is that is amazing that you have taken the initiative to write that to construct someone else's world and give them the imagination. And I think that's wonderful. And I think people will appreciate that.
0: Well, I appreciate that you appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I love working with authors like you because you're bringing subject matter that needs a dialogue. We see it, the tragic, on the medium. We see the, oh, what was a few months ago, a nine-year-old committed suicide. Like, this is the stuff that needs to stop. We need to be able to empower our young. Like, this is happening younger and younger and younger. This is ridiculous at this point. But yeah, I mean... But there's something, something going on with our young that needs to be addressed. If we can figure out what that is as a society and address it, would be great
1: yeah and you mentioned yeah i'm I'm now i'm remembering the child that died by suicide and yeah he was nine or it it was a, a male correct yes yeah i i just think that's absolutely heartbreaking and i mean i don't even know what to say about that i i can't imagine what was going through his mind At at nine years old, I mean, I just, I couldn't, I don't know. I don't know. He was braver than I'll ever be, and I just, wow. I mean,
0: mean, my heart is broken. Yeah, I can almost get into that mindset as someone that was bullied in school in sixth grade, and I can get into that mindset, but at the same time, There are warning signs if you look hard enough or you know what to look for. Us as parents, I mean, you're not a parent. You're not 19 years old. I'm a parent. I look for warning signs not only for my daughter, but her friends, because I want to be there if they need to talk. We need to have that dialogue with our kids.
1: Right, and I think that that that's, that's a wonderful wonderful thing that you're doing that you are being there for your daughter that you're you're letting her know that you're available to talk if she needs you and that you are here if she needs anything and that is i i know she appreciates that and i know that she's so grateful for that because that is that is what she needs and you are there for her
0: mm mm-hmm. we have in our house, we're a very close-knit mother-daughter household. But there's a fine line between being a parent and being a friend, and sometimes you have to shuck the shell of being a parent to be the friend that your child's needing, so they'll open up to you.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I'm again, as you mentioned, I'm not a parent, but I can imagine that it, it is hard. It is difficult to draw that line that you just mentioned, and determining what is right and what is wrong, and when it's when it's uh, appropriate to cross this line and just say, "Hey, I don't care about what the norm is. I want to be there for my daughter."
0: Right. And you, ha- as parents, we're given the freedom to know what is right for our household. I mean, it may not make sense to society, really, but it works for our household. So stop listening, do what's best for your house, your children, your family, and let's have this open dialogue, because we need to get the help for the kids. We need adults to get help, but we really need to watch our kids.
1: Yeah, definitely, and... I think that's, I'm really grateful that you are internalizing that. And as a mother, especially, I mean, how old is your daughter?
0: She is 17.
1: Okay. Yeah. So she, this, I mean, this is the time for her that she could be going through all of this, but I am so happy that you know that this is the case and she could be going through it. And I know that she is in good hands because she has a mother that is opening opening the conversation and dialogue.
0: Yes. My daughter, she knows from a very – she's autistic. So even though she's 17, she's mentality of – social mentality of a 7-year-old with an academic mentality of a college student. But at the same time, she's known from a very young age, Mommy's here for me. I can go to Mommy for anything. And we're working that's out.
1: great that's great. that's really wonderful, and I'm so happy that she knows she has you
0: I, I mean that's the best gift as a mother I could give her was someone to talk to. yeah, we go through the whole parent thing with discipline and chores and all this other stuff, but at the same time, she knows she can come to me. I'm not going to judge whatever she's saying because I understand from my past, how to help her.
1: Yeah, that really is wonderful. I mean, that, yeah, that is an inexplicable joy.
0: But I thank you so much for being on the show. I thank you so much for having this open dialogue because it's much needed.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Melissa. I mean, I seriously, seriously appreciate this opportunity. And we're talking about what's important. I mean, you have already pub- you're already a published author, and I think that this is something that both of us, uh, both of us can help uh, initiate this conversation, and I think that's really wonderful. So thank you.
0: Now, thank you for letting me have this conversation, because like I said, if it wasn't for authors like you and books like this, these dialogues, these things that we need to talk about would never be said. And that's sad.
1: Right. So I guess it is up to us. And, you know, it's hard, but it's always worth it.
0: Very true. And, again, for our listeners, if you need help, reach out. There's so many platforms. I mean, reach out to an author and talk. One, we may not know your experience, but we can give you fantasy advice (laughs) <laughs> Fantasy advice works a lot better than um real advice, but we're here for you. Reach out to a community on Facebook, reach out to your parents, your neighbors, who you ever you need, especially right now with this lockdown. No one's mental health right now is great. I'll give you that right now. But we're That's all true. here. <laughs> so again, thank you. Yeah,
1: thank you for having me again.
0: And have a wonderful, wonderful day.
1: Thank you. You too, Melissa. Take care.
0: You too. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.